Where does the early cheese get the worm? What cheesy reality TV star moved to Aotearoa in 2007, having raised over a thousand pounds for children in need? How long did a man survive just eating Velveeta mac and cheese? Why would you spray Lynx Africa on blue cheese? This is going to be a stinky show! Today we are talking everything you didn't need to know about cheese. Cheese. <laughs> of course, today we'll be pitching our favourite facts we found out about cheese, and at the end of the episode, whoever has the cheesiest fact will win the cheesiest prize of one block of mild cheese. I'm going to kick off by saying that I do not like cheese. What? Get out! Cheese in general, or specific cheeses? Um, specific cheeses. I like mozzarella on pizzas. Potentially that's the end of the list. <gasps> Stop it. Am I wrong in thinking that for a while you believed you were lactose intolerant, but that proved to be a, a lie? Oh, yeah. 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 So my, um, I've always thought I was lactose intolerant, um, right up until I went to university. And then I mentioned it to mum and she said, Oh no, no, one of you, one of the four of you, well, I've got three siblings, one of you is lactose intolerant, so I just told all of you that you were, so we didn't have to worry about it. We've got 40 houses because we didn't buy tea. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so many of them. It was the avocado it. toast of our parents' generation. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't it a whole thing though? It was like uh, every time they did the student allowance or like uh, benefit raises, it was, it was like, how much cheese could we buy for this? Like everything was be- measured by blocks of cheese, but never specific cheese. I always assumed Edom. <laughs> well, it always takes me off as well because I was like you can get a block of cheese it's like yeah but not good cheese you can't get like a block of tasty because that costs $19 not $12 tasty is disgusting right no, oh my god get out yeah they'd get sued by like the advertising standards authority if they called it tasty <laughs> and it was gross that's just not legal I, I hate tasty cheese it's yeah, um... but Tom's wrong so <laughs> Tasty is disgusting, and you you don't like any cheese. It's like it's like mozzarella isn't even really cheese. It's just like a stocking stuffer. It's like a Christian saying, "I don't like hardcore pornography," but then they don't like softcore pornography either. Like it's they just blanket rule it out. And so yeah, I like most cheeses, but tasty I do not like. Tasty is is just there's something about it that's that's weird and disturbing to me, and I'm not a fan. Flavor, Tom. It's called flavor. It's Judith Collins' favorite flavor of cheese. Oh, of course it is. Well, that's the first thing I've ever heard that makes me have pause. (laughs) (laughs) On a family holiday, we once picked up a cheese at a farmer's market that was so stinky that we had to leave all of the windows down in the rental car for the next week, and it still smelled like feet after that. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you know why it smells like feet? Because Um, it's made with feet. Because the same bacteria that they use to culture like blue cheese and um, a lot of different cheeses is the same bacteria that causes body odor. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's why you'd be, so if you, if you have your cheese, the best thing to do obviously is to spray Lynx Africa on it. Um, oh, very good. <laughs> it's called um, Brevibacteria linens and it's the, the number one bacteria for cheese. And I, I can only assume like that makes sense as to how, cheese was kind of invented or not invented you know discovered was like yeah. someone i guess just like rubbing milk on themselves and be like leaving it in a cave and just be like oh there we go i know about Ooh, this yum. i think people used to walk around with cheese in uh animals organs with, which with milk in animals organs for storage they used to store it in calf stomachs and things like that and rennet you've heard of this so rennet is the stuff found in is it the fourth the cow's fourth stomach 
in calves in particular to allow this fiddle milk. And so they used to kill calves and take out this reddit and and then put that in with the milk and that made all the solids in it coagulate um, into the curds and then the whey would wash out um, and get rid Mm -hmm. of that. And then it's the curds that they then add the bacteria and other stuff to, or acids and things to make it into the, um, the specific different flavors of cheese. And so when in these first times when they were walking around with milk in these cow's stomach, the actual walking would then make cheese within these cow stomachs. They'd get to these places and be like, oh, there's some bloody cheese. Someone replaced all our milk with cheese. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then they yeah uh, ate the cheese and it was delicious. And I found out that the um, that it's lactic acid that they use to give cheddar its its taste, which means if you eat, if you drink too much milk while you're doing a workout or something, you could turn into a block of cheddar cheese. Like you'd have to drink a lot of milk and work out for a very long time for that to happen. Yes. <laughs> Calves have four stomachs. There are four common varieties of cheese in New Zealand. Are these coincidences? Uh, is that how you No, you make it? one in each stomach. Yeah, one's mild, <laughs> yeah. one's Colby, one's eating, <laughs> and one's tasty. One's tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Tasty's the one that grows in the butthole because it tastes like shit. <laughs> which, I was gonna, just going to say, rennet is, is an enzyme, um, which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense as to why it's in the stomach. And it, it's, you know, how milk is normally kind of a suspension of oils and fats and things. What the rennet does is basically chops off, uh, it cleaves, which I think is a great word used in chemistry it cleaves off um it was one of them um, henry the eighth's wives wasn't it it cleaved a few of his wives um (laughs) but uh yeah it it chops the head off of the uh of the casein and then the casein clumps together and becomes cheese i was looking up really old kinds of cheese and the oldest version uses that rennet sort of system but i found another version that um they use wild yeasts uh, that they use a lot at the moment in craft beers it's the new thing is wild yeast and um yeah apparently the people who made those kinds of cheeses didn't have to digest lactose so they were big cheese makers even though they were all probably lactose intolerant i think naturally humans don't have lactase to to break down lactose yeah um, so it's turned on as an infant and at some point in human history in about twenty thousand years ago in europeans in particular the switch that turned off lactase as an adult got turned off so that's why we keep on making it so cheddar man you guys might have heard of cheddar man who sounds like someone who'd really like his cheese right um he's the guy who's found in cheddar gorge over in the uk um but two things that surprised people when they sequenced his genome one he was black so one of the earliest inhabitants of the uk was black which is entirely in amazing yeah but he couldn't digest cheese as this guy from cheddar gorge he sounds cheddar gorgeous and he would also have got drunk really, really quickly because another thing that's happened in human evolution is we've... Everyone used to be lightweights. Yeah. And now we're legends. Well, is that why he drowned in a bog? Because he just got pissed and fell off the path? <laughs> he didn't drown. So this isn't the bog guy. This is the guy who was buried in... He must oh, be the for really important. Yeah, oh, in yeah. the caves where they put all the cheddar to store and turn into... Where they took all the... They take all the baby cheddar in <laughs> and then it, like a beautiful uh, like a caterpillar it turns into a beautiful butterfly <laughs> i love that they store it in a cave like they did with jesus as well hey. uh, sweet baby jesus <laughs> yep. um, yeah, they used to bury mummies with cheese they found chinese mummies from um 1615 bce and they were buried with little necklaces with little bits of cheese on as a little snack for the like baby bells. Bells. Oh. <laughs> which is great because you also got you've got the wax as like a little toy so you've got something to eat and something to play with it's like two-thirds of a kinder surprise <laughs> there was always the kid at my school that would eat 
the baby bell wax. I was not a fan of that. I, like, give me the creeps. But there, there's the same kid would also eat the glue sticks. Oh, so the kid at my intermediate who did that was called Oliver Wally, but everyone pronounced it Ollie Wally, and that guy is was great. He was the funniest kid in the class. Oh yeah, he used to eat the he used to eat the hot the glue straight out of the hot glue gun. Oh my god! I think he glued his mouth shut. Haven't oh, heard god. from him recently. Hey, da, 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 da. I right. wonder whether he would eat the cheese that I'd like to talk to you guys about today, oh. which is an amazing cheese. So it's called Kasumazu, which means rotten cheese, and you get it in Sardinia and Corsica. And it's worse than rotten. The way they make it is they take a hard cheese, like a Parmesan or Pecorino type, the sort you put on your, shave on your um, pasta. But instead of, you know, eating delicious cheese, they deliberately let these flies lay eggs on the cheese. And then not only do the flies lay eggs and you eat the eggs, you also let the larvae hatch and start digesting the cheese and you eat the larvae. And if the Always larvae maggots yeah you don't have to eat the larvae but they often do <laughs> you, you you pretty much have to because if the larvae are dead it means the cheese has gone too bad <laughs> if even maggots have gone do you know what i'm out then <laughs> what, I, what i love about this kenny as well is that um you're know, saying you can only get it in sardinia and corsica that's because you're not allowed to take it out of sardinia and corsica you're not even you allowed to make it there yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's illegal and they, they keep on trying to apply wow. for like tier one status so they can make it and everyone goes. This is illegal no. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible idea. So I just wanted to read something to you guys because it's particularly disgusting. And you're talking about not having to eat the maggots. You can you can get away with it with this one handy trick if you're ever forced to eat it. The larvae and the cheese can launch themselves for distances up to 15 centimeters. So if you don't want to eat the maggots, you put them in a sealed paper bag. They they come out looking for oxygen and launch themselves out. You listen to it like popcorn, and when it stops pinging, you know your cheese is ready. Amazing! <laughs> oh, Nothing incredible. about that sounds good. <laughs> yak cheese? Have you guys heard it? You got, you, you've read about the yak cheese, which is apparently so hard you can almost use it as like construction material. It's basically <laughs> like you, you have to like chew on it. And it's, it tastes great by all accounts, but but it is effectively like a like a kid's like um you know, the thing they used to like for teething. Have you very sour? Because I know in the Himalayas they use rancid yak milk in like tea and things. I have drunk fermented yak milk, um, which they on use purpose, make, or yeah, did you just they, not check the date when you got it out of the fridge? They, <laughs> so I went to Nepal on a school trip when I was young, and they. Because you're 16 and overseas, you want to get drunk. So they make liquor out of fermented yak milk, but it's it's not what I'd say is a easy entry into drinking <laughs> alcohol. That's <laughs> uh, like Bailey's. Rancid I, Bailey's. Like if, I, if Bailey's was awful, then yeah. I love the idea that that's what like Ed Hillary would like had some of that was like. I gotta climb that fucking mountain. I gotta write this up. I'm going to knock it bastard off. Pinsing, and after this, I'm going to drive a tractor to the soft pole. <laughs> sure you, you are, awesome. Sure you are, buddy. If you've ever tried to shepherd your drunk mate somewhere, you just, there's hot chips. There's hot chips <laughs> at the top. Sure. Sure. Ever. Oh, no. I have done that for literally all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard about uh, President Andrew Jackson? He was the seventh president of the United States. He got given a 635 kilogram wheel of cheese 
by some farmer guy who was just like, he didn't even support him, was just like, hey, I want to show you how good we are at making cheese. And Andrew Jackson was like, cool, man, thanks. This is awesome. Um, I guess I'm going to just store this in the only room I have, which is just in the hallway here at the White House. There's no refrigerator or anything for it. This wheel of cheese sat there for a year and a half. Hacking a piece off, just hacking pieces off as he goes. So by then, the smell was just so terrible. They said they could smell this cheese for two blocks away from the White House. And when he was about to leave, um, his presidency was finishing, he was like, how am I going to get rid of this fucking cheese? <laughs> so he said, okay, everyone around here, come in, we'll have this big party. I'm going to have some cheese for everyone. So he put this cheese out on the lawn. 10,000 people showed up. They each had some cheese. It was gone within two hours. So he then left the White House. Then um, Martin Van Buren was the next president who came in. And he's like, yay, I'm here at the White House. Oh my God, this place fucking stinks of cheese. This is disgusting. He then had all the carpets washed. He replaced all the curtains. He painted all the wall. He finally got rid of this disgusting smell of cheese that had um, just permeated throughout everything in the White House. And then he found another secret room that had another 700 pound wheel of cheese in it. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, Martin Van Buren, he's great. I feel like wheel of cheese doesn't really convey it. We, you know, you, with um, like wine, you have Jeroboam's and Nebuchadnezzar's and you have all the Magnums. different names for the, for the, yeah, for the massive things. We, we, we have truckle and then we have wheel and then we just have really big wheel. Like we need <laughs> boulder or avalanche of cheese. There's a Melanesian island called Truck where they make huge rings out of stone and use them as currency. Like oh, whatever yeah. they're called. They, that's, maybe that's where we get truckle from. A truckle maybe. is just a little I, coin. I, I need to talk about something very important cheese related, um, which is, uh, you know, the cheese rolling race? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, now this Deadly. is... <laughs> um, there's a really amazing thing about this. This is because um, I knew about this from a really long time ago. Because um, do you remember, guys, remember where Mark Ellis and Matthew Ridge, uh, to oh, yeah. those of you for future PR, for you know international people, um, former sports stars who basically made an entire career, TV career, being lads about town, um, <laughs> and they went to watch the the, the cheese rolling competition on, on Cooper's Hill, and um, Mark Ellis decided he would participate and won and won the cheese. <laughs> And he won. He, he he caught he got one of the cheeses. And my favorite part about it is I looked at like who won. And in that year, 2004, Mark Ellis got it. Uh, but also they have a women's race, and a New Zealander called Dion Carter won it that day that day as well. So she she got the cheese, and then she also won it in 2005 and 2006. So she was a three year in a row. Uh, cheese rolling winner, and then the year after that, another Kiwi one, Jemima Bullock. So it was like four years in a row, New Zealand women just dominating, which is so much like our rugby. Uh, <laughs> in the, like it was like Mark Ellis, wow! But there's just like the women's team just like rocking it up. <laughs> All Mark, the cheese. Mark Ellis has scored the most tries in a single game for the All Blacks against Japan in yeah. the 1995 World Cup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he scored six. How many cheeses did he get for that? Yeah, it's I think though, considering how much cheese we export to the UK, we should go over there and grab some of it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that Queen Victoria once got gifted a giant wheel of cheese? No. All my facts today are about wheels of cheese. Um, she actually hated it. She did not like it. She 
didn't know what to do with it, so sent it on a tour around England to all the different towns. And when people finally, once it had been to all the places and people brought it back, she locked the doors and didn't let them in, was like, you go sort out where the cheese goes, I don't want that dumb cheese. Was he hoping that people were going to like sneakily shave bits off as souvenirs and it was yeah, going to return so. as like a small yeah. serving size, like a kodu hour little platter of cheese? People kept on having bites out of it and being like, oh yuck, it tastes like wax. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Pepys is one of the foremost men of letters in uh, 17th century London. He and Daniel Defoe were writing at the same time in the same place, but gave us vastly differing um, views of the great city that was the centre of the European world. And he buried his Parmesan cheese in the middle of the Great Fire of London. Because it was worth so much money. It was like, just a ridiculous wow. amount. The Great Fire of London always, to me, seemed like this huge, cataclysmic, sudden shock event. And it, it took days. He watched the fire um, spreading on the other side of the Thames and went, oh, yeah, we should probably do something about that. And then the next day, there were all these people blocking his house, running around trying to move all their stuff out of their houses and get out of the city. And he was like, oh, I should probably, probably <laughs> do something about this. I'm going to bury my cheese. And so he buried his cheese in, a, in a, a barrel of wine and then went off to the country and then came back a couple of weeks later when the fire was over and dug up the cheese and was like, oh, well, that worked. <laughs> I was quite happy, right? Because all the rats had died. So yeah. it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like the, it's like the, uh, the Nobel Prize winner who uh, escaped the Nazis and like to make sure that they didn't get his Nobel Prize, he dissolved it in acid and then like reconstituted it later on. It's like that, but Never. way drunker. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a pretty drunk idea as well. <laughs> I'm going to dissolve it. They won't be able to find Mount Everest if I've dissolved it. Yeah. <laughs> There's some hot tips at the bottom of this barrel of acid. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know that Peeps isn't the only person to have buried a cheese for safekeeping? That sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. The world, well, indeed. But there is, in fact, an entire bank in Italy where you can store Parmesan, um, specifically Parmesan Reggiano, uh, in special temperature controlled vaults. They have over 300,000 cheeses in storage and they use them as surety in the same way that you might have a mortgage on your house. You can take out a mortgage on your cheese and just leave it in their cellar. And then when it comes to maturity, they can sell it on and get the money back. I suppose people Incredible. do it with wine. So, wine and cheese, yeah. I once <laughs> went to a wine and cheese party at so at a flat nearby here where they were just passing around from person to person a block a one kilo block of i think it was edam and then afterwards they'd pass around the boxy that you know the box box bag yeah exactly no it was still in the box <laughs> classy i um watched a lovely video online about a man who only eats mac and cheese for the last 17 years he's 20 years old he has only eaten Velveeta mac and cheese, the boxes of mac and cheese that you get at the supermarket. Is that like a sensory thing? I'm sure I've read about this. He has selective eating disorder. We, there's only one thing he likes. It's one thing that he, uh, if he tastes anything else, um, he doesn't like the texture of it, the taste or anything. He just, he associates mac and cheese with comfort and he's been living off it for 17 years. Do they have to dose uh -oh. it? Like vitamins, something to scare? Stave off scurvy because they use citric acid in, or no, they use sodium citrate in um, cheeses. So, true, yeah. yeah that's often the, well, that's what they use. No, it's not the preservative. Sodium citrate is what they use to make um, the cheese flow. Um, so that's how, it, like, US cheese is like basically like cheese, you know, um, you know, the cheese, cheese whip and all that stuff. Um, what is really interesting about that is, and this is probably not great for um, your guy, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So, sodium citrate is a quite a well-known laxative. 
but I feel like if you were eating solely mac and cheese and didn't have irregular bowel movements, yeah. that would be more concerning. Yeah, very little yeah. father in there. I see the, <laughs> yeah, this, this guy's 20, but he looks like he's 40. Yeah, how would it not start to come out your pores? Because American yeah. mac and cheese is so very orange. I found, I watched a video about that today. That's an additive they add to the, um, add to the cheese to just make it that orange. And they do it because Americans say that the cheese tastes better if it's that color. They've tested it to see whether it does actually affect the taste and nope it's just the color of it that makes them go oh yeah this is better cheese because it's this dark it's, orange color it's, it's better carotene right the cheese. In, yeah in carrot maybe that's his sole vitamin source yeah, 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 the, color. <laughs> does that mean that then the people who make the mac and cheese could put on their box like this is a whole food supplement yeah. like <laughs> everything you need for a balanced diet yeah, you get one balance. square meal that square is the box it comes in <laughs> So yeah, pretty crazy. He um like it's uh, quite sadly it's to do with like a coping mechanism because he had a pretty shit uh, for a guy I think. Sorry to bring it down, but um but he's dealing with those issues and he's being a therapist now. And it seems like from the end of the video they watched, there, he was doing very well. So good job, cool. Austin in America. Do you guys put on an Italian accent when you say spaghetti? No. Again, no. I do. I do say when I when I do parmesan, but um. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like, that was just my Italian accent just then, Parmesan. I do when I'm reading the Gruffalo. I pronounce Gruffalo as if he's um, <laughs> Gruffalo. <laughs> Not Mark Gruffalo's cousin. I, I, I think if you try and insinuate that mac and cheese is Italian, Italians get really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, do you know, this is completely off topic, but um, macaronis used to be people? Yeah, this, and this is the Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle candy. Doodle candy. Right? Stuck and a feather in his hat and called it macaroni. He was like a, it was like a dandy. Oh. Like, I was reading something the other day and they were like, um, he was known about town as a bit of a macaroni. And I had to <laughs> mentally reset about three times before I remembered what that was. He's got cheese oozing from his paws. Do you guys know about Limburger? I've heard yes. type of cheese. cheese? I only know about it because they mention it in the cheese shop sketch from Roddy Python. <laughs> but he, uh, but I found out that, um, that, that smells so bad that um, it attracts mosquitoes. And so, it's the uh, bacteria. It's the bacteria. Yeah, the yeah, thing. right. It's the one so, that yeah. gives you the the the, the stinky feet thing, like Tom said before as well. Yeah, it's great. So cool. So you could use Limburger cheese to cure malaria. Yeah. In a very localized well, area. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, much cure is just you know concentrated to one yeah, area. Just really give it to one person. <laughs> um, have you guys heard about Wedgenold? Wedgenold. Wedgenold. Which I cannot say without laughing. Um, was a 20 kilogram cheddar cheese who was made in 2007 um, in, by West Country Farmhouse Cheesemakers in Shepton Mallet in Somerset, which is one of the few places that you can actually make proper cheddar. Um, and they put him on the internet and made him a viral reality star. So you could tune in to cheddarvision.tv and watch Wedgenald ripening for nine months. Wow. <laughs> if you were just really bored and had nothing to do with your life, you could just sit there, just watch him ripening. I, I, need, um, a, I need a spot of culture. But 1.5 million people tuned in to watch Wedgenald's journey to maturity. And then eventually in November, they decided that he was ready. He had grown up. He was a big boy cheese now. And he was auctioned off for children in need. And he raised over a thousand pounds. And then he moved to New Zealand, which is pretty oh, cool. Yeah. I was really excited to look at this website because it was um, where'swedgenald.tv. <laughs> and it was supposed to follow him on his adventures around New Zealand. But it went dark and I have no idea what happened to it. And now I don't know where Wedgenald is. And I'm really sad. <laughs> So if anyone has seen Wedgenal, please write him down in the comments below where we can find him. Please contact Crime Stoppers on... 
it, it's not going to help. It's going to be just like Life of Brian. Where's Widgenold? Widgenold! <laughs> Biggest dickers! Release Wadawick! <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, hey, I think it's probably time that we um, that we wrap up now. We've got to find out who's uh, who's going to win this bad boy and take home a wheel of cheese. Let's go around and uh, just remind you of the facts that we brought in today. Mine was that um, there's a 20-year-old American man who has survived for the last 17 years eating only Velveeta mac and cheese. Mine is there is a cheese that you can only find in Sardinia and Corsica that is made uh, not only with cheese, but with maggots. Uh, my fact is that the same bacteria we use to culture cheese and to make blue cheese in particular uh, is also the same one responsible for body odour. My fact was that a cheese called Wedgenald became a viral and bacterial star in 2007. On the count of three, we're going to point at the person uh, we think had the best fact of the day. And a one, and a two, and a three! Nathan Kenny, congratulations! Yeah. You are the cheesiest member of the four fabulous fact friends. So uh, the moral of this story is always find the most disgusting fact you can. Um, so thank you very much for listening to us all today. Um, thank you for joining on our wonderful adventure through the world of cheeses. Please like, comment, subscribe, share with all your friends. Um, we'd love to hear what your favourite cheese-related fact is beneath here. And join us next week where we'll have to think of something else to talk about. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Cheese. Bye. Can we talk about Jacinda Ardern next week?